This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. What happened? Oh, man, he promised he wouldn't take the chairs. What the hell happened? How are you locked in there? Where the hell's all of our stuff? Well, this guy came by to look at the unit and, and he said he didn't think it was big enough to fit a grown man. So you got in voluntarily? I was trying to make a sale. Oh, man, if I ever run into that guy again, you know what I'm gonna do? Bend over? On Saturday, October 28th, 2023, Matthew Perry, who will forever be remembered for his portrayal of the lovable and wisecracking Chandler Bing for 10 seasons on Friends, drowned in the hot tub of his Los Angeles area home. Details of what caused the tragedy remain scarce, though early reports suggest Perry may have had a heart attack while in the water, leading to his drowning. TMZ broke the story of Perry's death at about 5 p.m. Saturday, approximately one hour after Perry's assistant called 911 to report the emergency. The assistant said he had been out for two hours running errands at Perry's request and came home to find him unresponsive in the hot tub. Authorities responded a short time later and undertook life-saving efforts, which were ultimately unsuccessful. Much was made in the initial hours after Perry's death that the LAPD had assigned homicide detectives to investigate the matter, though sources reported they did so due to the uncommon nature of his death and not because there was any suspicion of wrongdoing. The police have since said publicly that there was no immediate indication of foul play. Law enforcement sources told TMZ authorities only discovered antidepressants and anti-anxiety drugs in the house, but apparently no painkillers were found and there is nothing to suggest Perry was intoxicated when he died. This is, of course, a significant detail given Perry's admissions over the last several years about his decades of substance abuse. In his 2022 memoir, Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing, Perry recounted his years of abuse of alcohol and opioids, which led to a number of serious health issues, including a colon rupture in 2018, that left him, he wrote, with a 2% chance to live through the night. During the Friends reunion special in 2021, Perry attributed his addictions to the pressure he put on himself to be funny and, later, to the realization that fame alone was not a panacea for his fears and anxieties. He was asked about those remarks in an interview with the LA Times six months before he died, in which he said, quote, "'Nobody wanted to be famous more than me. I was convinced it was the answer. I was 25, it was the second year of Friends, and eight months into it, I realized the American dream is not making me happy, not filling the holes in my life. I couldn't get enough attention. Fame does not do what you think it's gonna do. It was all a trick. But despite his struggles with addiction, he estimated he had gotten sober and then relapsed between 60 and 70 times since 2001. Perry seems to have recently found a level of contentment that had eluded him for decades thanks to his work as a sober coach for other addicts in recent years, as well as a close-knit group of friends and confidants with whom he regularly ate, traveled, and played pickleball, a sport he played religiously, including for two hours in the morning before he died. Though Perry's legacy will always be defined by the time he spent on Friends and, to a lesser extent, to his work in a number of movies and TV roles in the 2000s, Perry told the LA Times this was not how he wished to be remembered, insisting instead he hoped people would think of him as a, quote, guy who loved life, lived well, and help people, that running into me was a good thing and not something bad. Matthew Perry was 54 years old. 
I'm Jason Beckerman. I'm Derek Kaufman. This is Last Days, Matthew Perry. public response to Matthew's passing was nearly immediate. I personally was at an LA Kings game and in the middle of the game, when the news broke, they played the friends theme, not a stripped down version. Mind you, it's a very peppy, upbeat theme song, but everyone was silent in the stadium. They knew the momentousness of what had just transpired. This man was an an institution in Los Angeles and he really, his passing shook everyone. It, It dampened the entire mood of the evening with the people I was with. And really, you could just tell outside of the stadium that people were really shaken up by it. Uh, Ben Stiller, who is a comedian in his own right, had this to say in the moments after his death. He said, Matthew Perry literally created a comedic rhythm that became iconic to a generation of audiences. His timing was perfect. So sad he is gone, sending love to his family and friends. And I point out Ben Stiller, who they're not necessarily associated with one another, but they are both comedic legends. And for him to say his timing was perfect is really a high compliment. It's coming from Ben Stiller, who's had his own run. Okay, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Will you watch my phone? Why don't you just take it with you? Hey, we haven't been on a second date. She needs to hear me pee. (laughs) Why don't you just call her? I can't call her. I left the message. I have some pride. Do you? No. (laughs) The thing that stands out most about the Chandler Bing character for again, who Matthew Perry is obviously gonna always be known. Uh, He didn't do a whole lot in his career after that. We'll talk about that, but the thing about Chandler Bing was the comedic timing was everything. And obviously the writing was fantastic on that show, but he made that through that timing that could you be more, you know, that entire thing was a development that Matthew Perry came up with and he was a genius because of it. We'll talk a little bit more about what people said about him, about the real genius that he brought to it. But Ben Stiller recognized that in him and it really was something. He saw it and you're right. It was was purely, those are words on a page that he brought to life. And, you know, the Friends co-creators, Marta Kaufman and David Crane said it best to your, to your, point they said we're shocked and deeply deeply saddened by our beloved friend matthew's passing it still seems impossible all we can say is that we feel blessed to have had him as part of our lives he was a brilliant talent it's a cliche to say that an actor makes a role their own but in matthew's case there are no truer words from the day we first heard him embody the role of chandler bing there was no one else for us we will always cherish the joy the light the blinding intelligence he brought to every moment not just the work but in life as well He was always the funniest person in the room. More than that, he was the sweetest with a giving and selfless heart. We'll go ahead and take a quick ad break and we'll be right back. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. You know, those two people spent a lot of time with him. Martha Kaufman and David Crane. Yeah. They created friends, became like hundreds of millionaires because of it, but also sort of launched this incredible institution of a show. 
absolute institution of a show. I mean, Friends during its peak uh, was just simply the most successful show in the air. It was 30 million, 30 million listens a week, uh, people a week watching it. The series finale drew 52 and a half million people. It's the fifth highest rated television finale in history, right. in the history of television. I mean, and and remember, not unlike the days of MASH when there were three television stations and you had those right. bonanza ratings at the finale. Uh, the, the finale of Friends was 2004. It was already very crowded in cable, and they still drew in 52.5 million. It's it's an astounding record for how yeah. many people just paid attention. It was always in the conversation with a show like Seinfeld, which was seen as more urbane, a little bit more acerbic, and this was a little more saccharine. But the number of people who loved Friends goes very, very and, and it doesn't just stop in the 1990s when this show was at its peak, and in the, obviously in 2000s when, when, it, uh, when the finale aired. My kids watched it religiously when it came out on streaming. This is the first celebrity. We've covered all these dead celebrities, right? This is what we do here. We cover the deaths of celebrities. None of them have hit my kids as much as they hit me. Not a single one of them until this one. Yeah. When I broke the news to my kids on, uh, on Saturday afternoon, they were devastated. They know Chandler Bing. They love Chandler Bing as much as I did when I was in my 20s when that show was so huge. It's hard to fathom that and it's a credit to Marta Kaufman and David Crane and also the actors, obviously, about how big the show was at the time. And that, in fact, it is still being watched by millions and millions of people of the next generation who didn't see it the first time through. Yeah, and this is a good point. All of the cast members of Friends are huge stars. But I want to pull into focus that, you know, Jennifer Aniston stands alone. She's yeah. obviously had the largest career after the show. But number two and pretty close to Jennifer Anderson was Matthew Perry, without question. And you I had think Lisa Kudrow, yeah. Matt LeBlanc, and you had David Schwimmer. They are not as big of celebrities as those two people were who anchored the show. He brought all of the funny moments, episode to episode, that really carried the series I, I, along. I wouldn't say Jennifer Anderson's post-Friends post career is obviously the biggest, and she's the biggest star. But during the, sh the run of the show, it was, Chandler. She, it was her hair, maybe she was a little bit more of a pop culture icon. And the Ross Rachel will they, won't they was the energy that propelled the show, right. but the laughs. But every he was the one that everybody loved. He was the character that everybody loved. I, it, his career afterwards, right? Pretty disappointing. Had to be sixty on the Sunset Strip came yes. along. That was supposed to be sort of the wonkier, headier version. It was of highly 30 touted. Rock. Yeah, yeah. This was an Aaron Sorkin scripted television show about a live comedy uh, scripted show. This is a, about SNL basically. Right. And there were two going on at the same time. You had Thirty Rock, which was antic and comedic, and that was yeah. Tina Fey's show. And then you had Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip, which was the Aaron Sorkin sort of more serious one. Uh, that one didn't do as well as Thirty Rock, but it was more highly touted and right. very critically acclaimed at the time. And he was a lead of it. He was. He was. Although. The demons were there. You could see them. Obviously, you could see them for the last many years of Friends. He he famously put on a lot of weight and then lost it all. And his, I remember at the time, his co-stars were covering for him, saying that, boy, he just loves to snack around the craft services table. Everybody knew that he was struggling with profound drug addiction, and nobody knew what it was and what the harm was causing to him. But we all knew he was struggling. But the, they they did what they did. I was staggered to learn how early it started. When when he yeah. got the role, he was 24 years old and he was just coming into his sort of alcohol abuse yes. problem. At that age, he has this dizzying and disorienting level of success with friends because it really did launch. I mean, the show came out of the game yeah. very, very strong and it lasted for 10 seasons. By the last two seasons, they were getting a million an episode. He had yeah. a ton of money at his disposal and he was very young. And so some of this was just growing pains of figuring out and, life. And he talked about, and this, this is so we talked about this in the open, he, he, he couldn't handle it. Right. He just couldn't handle it. The fame, the wealth. He was constantly this desperate need of his to be funny. He would come out. There was some talk about how, you know, when to do a sitcom this is before a live studio audience, that actors all come out beforehand and wave to the crowd and stuff. 
he said he would immediately get on and and he would start telling jokes and riffing and the other people were like this is just a get out here and wave and get off but not him he had this desperate need to be funny to have people like him and it compelled him to push further and further and do more and more but he was desperately unhappy doing it. Yeah, you mentioned the, at, at the top his sort of anxiety and emptiness after experiencing all this success. He was not only the funniest man, he was also kind of a leading man. He was yeah. handsome, so he dated huge celebrities. I mean, when to give Paltrow, sense, it came dated, out. I had no idea. He dated Julia Roberts. There is <laughs> yeah. no bigger star than right. Julia Roberts and Gwyneth Paltrow in the mid-90s. They both dated him for a period of time. Gwyneth said this when he died. She said, I met Matthew Perry in 1993 at the Williamson Theater Festival in Massachusetts. We were both there for most of the summer doing plays. He was so funny and so sweet and so much fun to be with. We drove out to swim in creeks, had beers in the local college bar, kissed in a field of long grass. It was a magical summer. He kissed had, in the field of long grass. But Grandpa, we had no idea she was. She ended up dating Brad Pitt forever. Brad Pitt. I mean, uh, she. This is just a sense of for people who don't realize how big Matthew Perry was. You can just look at his roster of who he dated. It's it's pretty incredible, and it. Fit. You know, at right. the time, it wasn't outstanding. It wasn't like Lyle Lovett dating Julia Roberts. This was this was a couple that made sense to people because of how big he was. Yeah, he's such a unique talent. He really did miss out on the era that came after him. He's the same age as Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson and a lot of those guys, right? Will Ferrell. Yeah, he's part of that cohort. He could have been that Apatow guy, right? He had the comedic timing. As a matter of fact, I think he's probably as good, if not better, than a lot of those guys. But he missed out on that because of his demons, because of the descent into drug addiction and and, and the opioid use, which really took an enormous toll on him physically yeah. as well as mentally. Um, and so he never got there. But the time was perfect for him. His type of comedy became the type of comedy for the early 2000s for, the, for about a decade. And you see those Apatow movies, the Jason Segel sure. movies and things like that, that he could have been that guy. And it's really so sad to, to that, that he missed it all. Yeah, you know, his film career never really blossomed in the same way. He had a few movies that, that were big. He had The Whole Nine Yards. That was a very Selma big Hayek comedy. Movie, yeah. he, had, he had Selma Hayek. He had 17 again with a young Zac Efron, a body-switching movie. But he never really made a huge impact. In television, though, his legacy, that sort of sarcastic, good-natured, a little bit self-deprecating wit is the mold. I mean, he set that for the 90s. You have shows like How I Met Your Mother that right. come after. You have the Big Bang Theories. They call it they call them hangout shows because the shows are very simple. You just put a bunch of friends in a room and let them sort of banter back and forth. That was largely created around what the Friends cast was able to I do. Had, I had never thought about concept. until this moment, the Neil Patrick Harris character in How I Met Your Mother, that is Chandler Bing. It's Chandler. It's a little bit more puffed up and maybe sort of, uh, you know, more of, of a more ego, man, but, more of a ladies yeah. man, but still, the, the DNA is there. That's right. pure Chandler Bing, and he's the star of that show. Right. And he would always take these, you know, the, the Friends was built around, largely Monica was a chef, right? Yeah. She was the main character, so to speak, in the beginning, but Chandler quickly just wrenched it into, into his orbit in the same way that Neil Patrick Harris did on How I Met your mother yeah uh, it's it's obviously lot, lots of outpourings of support from various people in the industry seemingly a great guy and somebody that people came to really root for obviously over the last 20 years given everything that happened a lot of people are making a lot of hay over the fact that the main cast members haven't spoken up yet and i want to caution people that that is i think due purely to their shock at 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 matthew's passing yeah. even though he was in some failing health from the substance abuse issues and he wasn't sort of doing well physically had had the issues with the perforated colon he was in a coma for a period of time where he was on a breathing machine and as you said given a less than two percent chance to live through the night yeah. 
their their silence so far this this happens on Saturday night has drawn a lot of attention but I do think you will see them sort of coalesce this is what the friends cast does it's what they just did during the reunion show they like to get on the same page and and issue their sort of heartfelt condolences together so I think we'll see them speak but as of this Can as of this recording they have anything more unfair than us as the public demanding that people respond in the time that we feel to be the appropriate amount of time because we're curious right yes we, we we've seen this with other celebrity deaths we talked recently about about Twitch, Stephen Twitch boss, and the pressure that was put on his wife to come out and explain to us why she thinks that he he took his own life, and it's absurd it's that absurd. that we that the that that the public puts pressure on these folks, but it's all over social media right now. Oh. Criticism coming after. Is there a rift? This and that. There's no rift. They owe us nothing. This was a very dear friend of theirs. They worked together for those ten years, but they also remained very very close friends. Uh, for the rest of their lives. When you go through an experience like that, you see it with the Seinfeld team as well. They just know each other very well. You're on set. You're making a ton of money. You're very young. It's a it's a sort of world-rocking experience that changes you, and if you uh, going forward. If you watch the Friends reunion special on Max or HBO, or whatever it was called at the time, they, they there was clearly an affection for one another. Obviously, some of it's put on for the cameras, but there was a clear affection for one another and for him in particular because the others have it so well put together and he was so not put together. It's exactly right. If you watch that reunion show, it's like he's their guy. They look out for him. They yeah. know he's had such a troubled run. I mean, this is not news to them. He wrote the memoir, obviously, where he laid it all out for the public. But this is something that they lived through. They yeah. saw his struggles. Jennifer Anderson, in particular, was very close to him, tried to get him on the right track because she could tell that the two of them were the big breakout stars yeah. of that show. And she could see him sort of squandering it in a, in a way or sort of not capitalizing or not being happy. Her, yeah. She's watching her friend who is desperately sad while they're at the peak of their of their careers. And it was very sad. And you could see there was a moment at the end that I wanted to sort of end the podcast on where Matthew is describing how after the show had its run, he would often see one of them, one of his cast members at a party while he's with someone else. And he said immediately you would go over to the cast member, excuse yourself from who you were with, and the rest of the evening would be spent with them. And he got pretty emotional about it. The best way that I can describe it is after the show was over at a party or any, any kind of social gathering, if one of us bumped into each other, that was it. That was the end of the night. You just sat with that sat person. Sat with the person mm -hmm. all night long.